Bell, you ever think about ruling the world? All the time. What would you do? Mostly nap. Seems fair. Yeah, mostly mostly take a nap. I'd probably have time for it. I'd lots imagine. and lots and lots of time. Yeah, after ruling the world, all you need to do is take a nap. That's pretty much it. Pretty much all I need. Yeah. None of that administration stuff or nothing. <laughs> no, I'll, I mean, I'll leave all the world leaders in place and they can you know, report into me. All right. You're in charge, but they do whatever they were doing before. Yeah, they just got to check with me first. Yeah, that's it. What about you? Me? I wouldn't take over the world. Too much work. Got to talk to all those people. Napping is not work. They text me, and I respond back. Text you from every time zone. Yeah. And they have to wait till I wake up. That's it. Nothing happens on the opposite side of the world for two days. I'll just leave them on red if I have to. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, Don't mess around. Welcome to Cardboard, the board game podcast. I'm Devon Body, And I am Steve Davis. And this week, nay, this month, April, more like Ape Risk. If you heard last week, you already know what this is about. And all this joking around has been for nothing, really. This month is all my about amusement. risk. What? It's been for my amusement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of fun. Yeah, little little story time. <laughs> risk. It is Risk Month, Ape Risk. April, the month of Risk, and today we start with Classic Risk, the game of global domination. Yeah, except not super classic, it's relatively new classic. It is not the original version, but the rules are all the same, just with a couple added variants if you uh, want to use them. It is classic rules, just... That it is. Reprinted, redistributed new pieces made that all all that kind of stuff but core of the game is the same try to take over the world don't try do try to take don't over try the world. do don't try do yeah yeah i get you well, i mean one player can do everyone else will try that's true that's true actually i have to say this might be one of my most winningest games i tend to win this one a lot if i'm not mistaken right must be that ability to pay attention for a long time. I don't have that one. Then how do you win? <laughs> I'll tell you. I shouldn't tell you, but I think you already know. But we'll get to that in the strategy right. section. Right, it's those X-Men dice. It's Bring those X-Men out. dice, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Bring them out for every game of rest. <laughs> hey, Steve, why are you bringing those out? Oh, no reason. No problem. These are no just reason. my lucky dice. Just the top is, the, the six is lighter than everything else. Yeah. Yep. Don't worry about it. All right. It's fine. So, hey, Devon. What? What's in the box? I am shocked and appalled that you have asked me this question. I mean, I do know what's in and the I box. And I declare war on you. Okay, here we go. But here's what's in the box. All right. To facilitate that okay. war. Okay. <laughs> you've got the game board. Five six-sided dice. Two for the attacker. Three for the defenders. That's incorrect. Five six-sided dice? Yes. It's incorrect? No, that part's correct. Two for the attackers. No. Three for the defenders. No. That part's wrong? That is that part's wrong. Right, that's the opposite. Three for the attackers, two for the defenders. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. People have dice. 
<laughs> People have dice, they attack and defend. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Maybe that's why I lost. <laughs> um, there's 72 cards. He was only using two dice to attack. There's six sets of attack units. So you have infantry, artillery, and cavalry. There's also the golden cavalry piece. And, of course, the instructions. Yes. My favorite part. The instructions. Yeah, so Risk is from 1959. But the version that we have last played is from 2003. It's two to six players and is age 10 and up. I guess once you're 10, you're ready for war. You are ready to kill. Or at least be in command of an army. Yes, you're not actually doing any of the act of war, just the control of war. Yeah. Which is, I suppose, more of an act of war than anything else. We should cover how to play, but I think it should be very brief, and I think uh, most people probably have right. some inclination. Step one, yes. put your army on the board. That, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you select your territories first? Yeah, it's putting your army on the board. That is true, that you do that at the it's same one time. one step that's, that's split into a bunch of mini sub-steps. Right, it's two actions taken in one step. So you select your territories across the world with... Depending on how many players are playing. Yes. Uh, changes how many territories you get. Yeah. You count out how many units you have to start your battle for the world. The player who you decide to go first, usually it is by a die roll, but you can determine that on your own, gets to choose the first territory, and you proceed in order with each subsequent player choosing a territory. I would say the first player is the person who most recently took over a country or controlled the world. Fictional countries count? Yeah, I mean, but you have to be physically in charge, not like took it over in risk. Right. You have to have physically taken charge of a real or fictional country. And barring that? You go last. So everyone goes last. Yes. Got it. Yes, that's how it works. In most cases. In most cases, that will be how it works. And once everyone's armies are on the board, you begin battle. Depending on how many players there are, the players who are going towards the backside of the order may be at a slight disadvantage. So they're given a couple cards. Yes, and cards are traded in for reinforcements. And the number of reinforcements increases every time someone trades in a set of cards. Yes. So the number of pieces you get will steadily increase. Uh, as time goes on. I mean, for the rest of the gameplay, it's really just choosing who you want to attack, building up your forces, attacking, defending, trying to hold territories. Uh, If you hold a whole continent, you get access to more reinforcements every turn. Eventually, you control the whole world, or you are defeated entirely. And whoever controls the entire world wins. That's risk. If you get to that point of the game. If you get to that point of the game, you may not need to know how to win. You might lose. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, in most games, you're more likely to lose. Classic Battle Royale game. Yes. Let's talk about some of our our key strategies. I mean, just talking about this game, actually, before we even hit that, I think this game is uh, should take, I think we mentioned it last week, or last episode, this game does take, I think, a bit of the credit for uh, starting some of our passion for board games. This is... Uh, one of uh, this is probably one of the first games, at least that we played together, 
Yeah, as um, a group. As a group, as friends, rather than like with family or, or some of our other friends. That's very heavy in strategy. Like, yes, Monopoly's got some strategy and things like that, but those types of games are the classics where Risk, as well being a classic, is a gateway board game. That yeah. will break you into just some a of the... little less accessible than some of the other ones. I think it's the the level of strategy and the length of game that probably keeps people from playing it very often. Once so, you do, look out. Yeah, once you do, it's awesome. But yeah, I I mean I I just this game to me is a bit special just because it kind of started me at least down this road of of board game borderline obsession that I now find myself in. I concur with that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good game. We've kind of most games I've played. A little rough. It is a little rough. I believe I just about every game I've ever played of this has been with you, uh, most likely. So it's uh it's our game, and uh uh the reason we're doing a whole month is not just because it's a special game in our history of board games, but we, there are also uh, many different versions of this game, uh, some of which we have played, and so we will be covering a different version each yeah. week this month. And they add a little bit of extra rules on top of the regular Risk game. For now, let's talk about Risk strategy. Yeah, so Devon, what kind of strategies do you employ when playing this game? Uh, I right. mentioned that I win this game a lot, but I'll, I'll hold on to my strategy until a little bit later. First strategy, <laughs> make sure you don't spread yourself out too thin. That's uh, That seems to be a common one for us. Yeah, if you are fighting on multiple fronts, that's more chances for you to get taken out. Uh, you only get so many reinforcements, and if you have to fill up a lot of countries with the soldiers, you're not going to yeah. be able to You're going to run out everyone. of soldiers before you run out of places you need to defend. Absolutely. Next up, try to get Australia. Okay, so you're taking my strategy. So this is, uh, this is my strategy, is settling in the Australian continent and pouring every bit of uh, reinforcements you have into that continent as soon as you get them yeah at every a nice extra bonus on the uh, reinforcement it's very difficult to attack for other players yes and if you do get knocked back you're still getting a lot of pieces that you can move forward yeah so the the nice thing so when you hold an entire continent you get uh, a certain number of reinforcements on top of your normal reinforcements so Australia, being the smallest, I think it only has four territories, has uh, just, I think, a two reinforcements that you get for holding it. But that's because it's much smaller and easier to hold. It only has one access point from Asia and no other way to get in. Yes. And the reason I, tip I think I typically do well, and I don't want to say this because Devon's the one I play against, but it's because I think people aren't usually too willing to put everything they have into defending that and i do from the start i will pour every bit of reinforcements i have let every other country die out until i get that australia continent and i don't know I, i've seen you fight really hard for north america but what did i have before that i had australia. not always australia well sometimes i can't get yeah. it sometimes <laughs> i can't get it uh i mean there are times when we've just done so it the game comes with those cards that we talked about that can you get you reinforcements but they actually serve a dual purpose. Those cards also have printed every territory territory from the map. And so it makes a nice, easy way for randomization of where you're going to be positioned. And so there have been times where I don't get Australia, whether it's randomizing or someone did put more troops 
behind or they got the attack first and wiped me out before I could take it. So I have to choose something. Got it. Yeah. But uh, Australia is my my number one go-to. If I get Australia, it's not guaranteed I'm going to win, obviously, but that's usually where my winning matches come from. Yeah, it's hold Australia and don't be afraid to let your other territories uh, get taken over, your people die. Hold Australia. Because while everyone's fighting for different continents, you are still going to be getting those two reinforcements every turn. Yeah, and on the same note, maybe don't try to go for all of Asia. Yeah, no, no, don't. A lot of uh, territories in that area. And once someone does get in, it's very easy to attack multiple different territories from any one territory in Asia. Yes. I mean, the, the key point in my strategy was there's only one access point. So I only have to defend from one territory. I can put every bit of resource into that territory where the other continents are harder to defend with the more access points there are uh north america is tough because it has three access points south america is not so bad but it has two access points whatchamacallit africa has four or five or six access points still not terrible some that go right to asia it's like and asia is just almost every country is an access point yeah there are very few there are actually less territories in that continent that are not touching another territory than there are touching another territory uh, yeah. another continent i should say so it's a very hard one to defend it's not even worth trying <laughs> in most games in most games there's like the rare occasion where you yes. could end up yes getting that bonus for like two turns and that does make a huge difference i mean it's seven pieces so you get that's 14 pieces you get if you can do it while losing less than 14 then in the end yeah. it, it works out turns into a happy accident yes you yes. end up controlling all of asia yeah and europe, keep it then europe's a bit easier africa's been done numerous times yeah north, south america's not too bad south america's not too bad you just have two points north america seems a bit harder i think there might be just like that unconscious bias of trying to go for north america maybe where it should oh. be not as bad there's only three access points yeah, but it's three access points from South America, which is relatively it does easy touch to keep on. half the world. Yeah, it's got Europe, where you want to be defending all of the entrances into Europe if you're going for it. Yeah, so you want yeah, to take yeah. at least one in North America. That's fair. That's fair. And then over from the Asia side, if you can, if you can't hold on to like Region four, to yeah. t- four territories over there. The yeah. chances are they can hop into North America. I mean, that's a that's a fair point. It does spread. The access points are spread kind of across the world. Yeah. And with the way the map is, uh, that uh, North America to Asia contact point is almost like a shortcut from one side of the map to the other. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, that's a that's a fair point. That is a fair. Point. I'll I'll concede that. But your key starting points are Australia, and failing that, South America. Those are those nice are your easiest, one. and then fighting up through Africa is probably the best. Your your southern hemisphere is where you want to be. Yeah. In all honesty, yeah, it's a lot um, less restrictive in the way that you can defend it than yes. the northern yes. hemisphere. Or, or more restrictive in people being able to attack you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's a uh, a good uh, good strategy for starting out your match. Yeah, and of course, always try to take one territory on your turn for that sweet sweet risk card. Yes, getting those cards, uh, you only get those cards when you take over at least one territory. So sometimes you might need to pour your... um, That's the tricky part with holding Australia, actually. If you end up only in Australia, you need to come out 
uh, once per turn to get that card. I usually I'll just retreat back. Yeah. Because just... the first territory outside, which is China? Or is it I say China. India? No, it's China. I forget now. But uh, yeah, we should just look at the map. It's right in front of us. It is covered by pieces. <laughs> just open the box and pull out the map. I think it's Siam. No, I don't think it is. Is it? Yeah, China is too north on this, and oh, India oh, is too. Well, I have to open this east. anyway because I forgot an airfield. It's just Southeast Asia. Okay. Oh well, that's what it is in this in that one. In right. older oh, risk, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah, called yeah. Siam. Is it called Siam? Yeah, so take that so one territory Siam or, at or whatever. least on your turn. Yeah, especially if you are not in the lead, not controlling the majority of the the planet because you need those reinforcements more than anyone. Yep. Yeah, so especially if you're backed into that corner in uh, your little corner of the world, whether it's Australia, South America, even Africa, though, if you're in Africa holding it, you're not in too bad shape. Capture a territory so you can at least get that card. Otherwise, you're just stagnant. Yep. You're just going to get your basic re uh, reinforcements based on however many territories you have, minimum three, and, and that's the last thing you want. And then make sure you don't overexert your attacks as well, because you're just throwing away your soldiers at that point when they might help you more defending your territory. Yes, yeah. If you attack too much, you're, all they'll have to do is breach that one strong place you have and then they've got nothing uh, to stop them. Actually, that's another strategy that I often use that can burn you, is reinforcing just your borders and then leaving everything behind that uh, weak. So if you're able to hold a continent or you have control of a large space, just reinforcing the outer layer, it's a good way to uh, maximize the efficiency of your, your troops, but there is a danger if that wall of uh, of soldiers gets breached there is almost nothing going to slow down anyone yeah. from taking over you know most or all of your territory yeah especially if that turn they had happened to be able to turn in their cards and yes. get a huge reinforcement yes boost. yes so don't spread yourself too thin don't be afraid to hold on to a smaller uh, area in order to prolong <laughs> prolong your time playing the game yeah <laughs> The next important thing, don't let people have control of a continent. Yes. Whenever possible, just try to take one of those before the start of their turn. Pro tip is combine uh, the last piece of advice, take over a minimum of one per turn, with this piece of advice, take over at least one space in someone's full territory, uh, full continent. Yeah. Yeah. Because those extra troops will be coming right back at you. Yeah, oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, so... Australia and South America each get two reinforcements for being held completely. Uh, or does South America get three? Not entirely sure. Um, Australia, Australia, Canada, and Europe all get five, and Asia gets seven. Uh, Australia gets two. And then South Africa America gets three. Oh. South America gets two. Uh, North okay. America gets five. Europe gets five and Asia gets seven. Okay, so I was just off with uh, uh I was just off with uh South America. South America sorry, Africa. Africa yeah. gets three, three, not five. And those numbers uh kind of signify what's easiest to hold. So uh take a look at those numbers when you're playing and uh decide where you want to go. You kinda wanna maybe balance it 
try to get hope for maybe more than the two or three. What other strats you got? Uh, if you see that another player is on the way out of the game, make sure you're the one who takes them out. Absolutely. Why is that? Because once a player is eliminated, their cards go to whoever defeated them. That's right. There's a rule in the game. You have to trade in three of your cards in when you get five cards. And the reason for that is, well, you actually... Well, A, don't hoard your cards so that you can just keep transfer uh, trading in uh, and getting lots of reinforcements, but also because five is the smallest number where you definitely have a set, either three infantry, three cavalry, three artillery, or one of each. So when you get their cards, oftentimes that will put you at or above five cards. So immediately those get traded in. Yeah, and you if put you are those down right immediately, when you defeat them. Yes. And so, then if you still have over five after that point, you would trade in more. I don't, you actually can't have more than five at that point because. Yeah, if you had four cards. And they had four cards. And they cards, had four cards. Then you have eight cards. You trade, 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 you trade in three of those. Oh. You're still at five. Wow. You trade in another three. I didn't even realize that was possible. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking, the math <laughs> in my head was trade in five. Sorry. And uh, yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah. That would be, that would be, that actually explains in some of the, uh, single player video game uh risk that i played me getting an obscene amount of troops and now i now i yeah. understand why now i understand so you why. perform this maneuver but you never i've never why. realized why i never realized yeah. why it's never happened in the board game physical board game but it happened to me in the video game probably yeah wow yeah yeah so yeah it, it's a good idea if you see someone like devon said weak on their way out maybe spread yourself a little bit thin to take them down yeah if you because can get that, that thinness pop yeah Keep keep an eye on how many cards they have, though. If they have one card and you have one card or two cards, that might not necessarily be worth it to kill yourself for that card. Yeah. It's worth it to get it, but don't kill yourself to do it because that's not worth it. Other strategies. Other strategies. Now, roll really well. Roll really well. <laughs> Actually, well, one thing I would say is one strategy that I employ, and I'm sure there are different views on this, but when you attack, uh, after defeat after defeating you have you have to commit the amount of troops that you dedicated to the attack but you are then able to move more troops from the attacking are, is that true or am i lying i think you're lying i think i'm lying okay well okay so don't be afraid to commit every available soldier to an attack and when you complete that attack don't be afraid to move everyone in and keep if you're if you're pushing through like making a full-scale attack, not just taking one territory and then backing away. Don't be afraid to send everything through. Okay? Yeah, I especially mean, since you can just keep attacking from each subsequent territory you take. Yes, yes, because you you know if I if I'm in Australia and I move into Siam or Southeast Asia, depending on which edition of the game you have, um, and I want to you know move through Asia up into uh, Europe then I'm going to commit every troop I have. Yeah, don't so fall into that. Every single die roll you can get. Yes. And don't fall into the trap of, well, I want to leave uh, maybe an extra one or two to defend. Uh, especially when you get to the point in the game where you're going to be pushing through entire countries, uh, entire continents, leaving an extra one or two or three is not going to work. If someone's going to come back at you, they're going to be sending full armies. Yeah, it's going to be so, like 50 or So 40. you're going to be, you're just throwing those those soldiers away. So just send everything, leave the minimum one dude there, and keep pushing. At the end of every turn, 
you have the option to free move. That means along all connected countries. Now, this, this I believe, is in the official rules, though it goes yeah. some people go back and forth on, on whether or not this is allowed. But when you can move your, when you have a free move at the end of your turn, you can move any number of troops from one single territory to any other single territory you control that is connected by territories you control. Yeah, that's in the rules. It is in the rules. Okay. Yeah. I know it's gone back and forth before, but yeah. So don't be afraid to push, push, push. Then when you start hitting some reinforcements or uh, your your numbers have whittled down to a point where you're a bit nervous, don't be afraid. To I've tried all the way back to Australia. Yes. No, I, I 100%, 100%. Because when you do those pushes, it's usually just to weaken somebody or yeah. multiple somebody. But you can't do that and leave enough people uh, um, spread out to defend. But no, not you, effectively. No. And then you know someone's going to get some more cards later and get some, uh, get some reinforcements. So don't be afraid to retreat back. That's going to slow you down on the next turn because you can't free move at the start. You can't take all those troops and push them up to your front lines again, and they can't attack from the back. But at least you made that push. You severely weakened people. They can take your territories back. They're still going to lose more people. Yeah. But, but don't lose sight of what you accomplished by just pushing out. You don't have to keep it. Don't yeah, think, you don't have to fight yeah. all the way down to your yeah. last charge. That, that's, when, when you do that, those are, you're in the final two rounds of play yeah max yeah don't where you know that they have four cards in their hand yeah yeah they're gonna trade it in for 60 yeah and if you don't yep. take them out right yep. now it's game <laughs> it's yeah 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 so don't be afraid to to do those pushes and then and then retreat to where you are strongest retreat to where you are yeah. strongest to a defendable position because watch your cards you're gonna get the next big reinforcement yeah yeah, if if you're not able to, they're just gonna smoke you anyway. So it doesn't make a difference. So that's a good uh, good strategy. Any other strategies you got there, sir? I don't know. Um, be the last player in the game. <laughs> I mean, just, win. Just win. <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, we can apply that to a lot of games, not all the games, but yeah, win. Yeah. Now, there's not really a favorite card for this game. No. But um, your favorite piece. I mean, the the artillery does look. Yeah, yeah, with the flag on it and everything. I'm pretty mm. outspoken about Australia. That's my right. my ideal place. But what about you? Where what's what's your starting area? Where would you you have the first piece? You're gonna place it. Where do you go? All right. So if you really, I mean, you could also say Australia. That's fine. If you really want to <laughs> mess up with everybody, yeah, you just plop that unit right in the center of Europe. I mean, it'll really change how people respond when they're putting does. their units. It does. <laughs> Uh, Europe, Europe is the next hardest to hold next to Asia. Yeah, I mean, I always thought it should be more than this, more than five reinforcements, the same as Canada or North America, I should say. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And yeah. then the best part about that is once you've put down the units on your actual territories, you get when you're just increasing the numbers, you can just ignore that Europe one. <laughs> but it's kind of like a just a decoy to throw yeah. people off on the first round. Yep. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Maybe they were going to say, you know what, I'm going to go for North America or uh, South America. Oh, wait, they're going to go for Europe? Uh, I better <laughs> I better do something. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, <laughs> that's fair, yeah. Um, but, okay, so I guess let me rephrase the question then to get more from you. Is like, do you have a favorite spot to 
to position yourself in like okay so you 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 sent out your your europe decoy do you have like your secret actual starting spot like is there one you prefer usually i am more flexible on that yeah and i just see where everybody else's armies are and then just like make myself the largest presence in one of the other places yeah i mean that makes sense Okay. And then hopefully on the first turn I get, I'm able to clear out whatever continent that is. Yeah. In my head, in my memories, something says to me that you played a lot in Africa. You seem to. Right. You seem. Well, that's usually where people ignore on the map. It's it's, it's just, if you can just pop down the big army there. Yeah, yeah, then... yeah. It's only a medium difficult to hold. I guess that's why it's only a three reinforcement. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's uh. It's not a bad spot yeah, especially when you can get people to be like oh man better defend europe <laughs> <laughs> well europe seems to be one of those ones where you don't you're not gonna get it you're not actively going for it but then like at one point in the game you just end up having it yeah, and then like, i could get it i think that screws up people a lot is that then they start to put pieces in there myself included yeah uh, uh just like wait I have Europe now, or uh, there's only one more territory. I could just have Europe. And then and you, I think you just screw yourself over yeah. if you do that too soon. There's a point in the game where you definitely can hold Europe. But if you do that too soon, then... And it just encourages people on their yeah. turn to see how much of Europe they could take back. Well, you just said that's that the uh, good strategy. Uh, uh, prevent anyone from holding a continent. Yep. So... The, like you make yourself a, a target by holding a territory. It's actually one of the ways I get away with it is because of that. Just amassing all my troops uh, at the gate. Uh, I don't really get tested as much because it's a small number of reinforcements that I'm getting that would take a large loss for anyone to take away. from. Me. Yeah. Unless they get completely lucky on every single die roll. And yeah, exactly. Don't even exactly. Which is, which is it definitely in the realm of possibility. Yeah. It happens constantly. You Man, how many times do you build up a big giant force? And you start, I'm like, going to go through, and you get to I like this. I have an impenetrable wall. No yeah. one can defeat me. No one can defeat me. And you get to that second one that's got like three guys, and you lose like four, five, <laughs> six die rolls in a row. And you're just like, then you have, then you're at that. You're suddenly cusp. outnumbered. <laughs> then you're at a, then you're, yeah. And then you're on like, you're, you're teetering on that fence of like, my my numbers are I still I'm still strong, but am I even gonna make it through these guys, or am I gonna make it as far that make it worth it? Yep. It's such a oh, those are so frustrating. <laughs> so such frustrating moments is just to 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 build up such a large force and lose it in the die rolls. Yeah, I mean, it's like trying to fight on the wrong side of the Alamo every time. Oh right, exactly how that is. Yeah. So I guess. Uh, we come to the point where I ask, how do you feel about this game overall? Risk is a great game, but it takes a really long time commitment to actually play through to the end. Yeah, I mean, there are those rare times where you get a quick, quick match. Yeah. But more often than not, you are looking at a, you know, two, three hour minimum. Yeah, and especially if you have more than like three players. You're looking at a scenario where one of those four players or more are sitting out in like the one hour mark. 
Yeah. And then there's like another hour and a half before the next player gets knocked out or yeah, something. Yeah, that I mean, it's a little less like monopoly in that sense where yeah. when the first player gets knocked out, the rest are not far behind. Where in risk, that happens occasionally, but usually one like yeah, in a four yeah. uh, a four player or five player game, one or two are getting knocked out early and there's still going to be a big enough uh, power struggle between the rest. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that that's uh, I suppose that's one small detriment to it, but uh, if you have a large enough group, then at least the they can just start losers, a new game of yeah, risk. The losers can <laughs> go onto another table and start their own other game of risk. If they live with me, I've got five different versions, uh, so yeah. they've got two player and four player versions. So that'd be good. Sorry, can I? I yeah, but continuing um... on your feelings about the game. Otherwise, it's an enjoyable game. I think everyone should experience it at least once. That's fair. Yeah. Even if they have an awful time doing it and yeah. forget which way is north and which way is south. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's like for me, there's also the nostalgia factor of like growing up playing this game, like the one of the first big games, big board games that I played. It's uh, a lot of fun, and it's the, it's kind of what taught me. Or what started me down the road of learning different board game strategy and how to think like a, like a winner uh, yeah. in a board game. So um, I definitely enjoy it. It's a little bit prohibitive in the sense of what you mentioned before, the the time it takes to play and I think the yeah. strategy in which it takes to be to win the game. And luck. And luck, for sure. But uh, without the strategy, the luck can only holds so far. Yep. So I think it's... Um, a oh, there's been pro- a game or two where oh, yeah. just like defending has just been so lucky that you you're not getting any Absolutely. troops. Absolutely. But you've you defended against like yeah. ten units. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like I can't one. I can't tell you how many times luck <laughs> saved me in Australia. I can't tell you yeah. the amount of times someone said, you know what? No, I will build up a big enough force to take this guy down and yep. then just getting stopped at the gates by nothing but, like you said, lucky rolls. Yep. Can't it's 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 so frustrating. Since the tie goes to the defender in this game. That is true. The tie goes to the defender, so it is a bit easier to defend, though you have less dice to do it with. Yes. Yeah, so uh, my rating for this game, hmm, nine cavalry out of ten infantry. Hmm. So that is... That, that is... 45. 45 out, out of, of nine. nine. <laughs> 45 out of ten. <laughs> 45 out of 10. Uh, when you really think about it, that's, uh, I think I went a little overboard. Uh, what I meant it's the greatest was, game in the world. Okay, 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 okay. If how about anything else? You're how an about idiot. 45 infantry out of 10 cavalry? I mean, that's what? 9.5 out of 10? That's 9.5 out of 10. It's like one of that's pretty high. Favorite game. I would say, okay, 40. <laughs> 40 i mean it is though it i mean again with uh, when you hit me with the uh, nostalgia factor i'm gonna uh, it, yeah. it, it, it inflates the number so i'll say okay i'll say 41 out of 41 infantry out of 10 cavalry it's a 9.1 i'm happy with that that's a 9.2 Why? no wait it's nothing that is a nine point yes <laughs> oh boy yeah, right. uh, yeah oh, Risk I, that's a, actually that's an 8.2 which is yeah Risk is low. a great game 
it's definitely something that you do want to play with more than one other person, at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For that. And it is probably going to be your evening in most cases. And so. maybe the next morning. Yeah, depending on yeah. how back and forth it goes and just how lucky the die rolls are. And That's true. That's everyone true. Everyone stays in the game. Yeah. And, and honestly, uh, how much you really, how competitive you are, how much you care about actually winning will yeah. make a difference on how much effort you put in. Yeah, so I'm going to give this game a nice uh, muddy boot in a trench. Necessary, slightly uncomfortable, but it keeps you safe. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been episode one of Ape Risk. Tune in next week. Uh, where we're going to be talking about risk. We're going to be talking about another edition of risk. No, nope, same version. Same risk. Same, we're going to do the same just version. Post again. this episode up again. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to do it twice. Um, I think Star Wars Risk. Star oh, you're Wars at the risk. name of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I don't care. Yes, it's April 11th next week, but Star Wars Risk. So, well within our wheelhouse. We love Star Wars. We love Risk. Yeah. So. Why not? This is one of the two-player risks. This is a two-player, not a not a three-player, or more. I, it might be four-player. I can't remember. Yeah. The the one of the other editions of Risk, the uh, Civil War Risk, Marvel Risk, is a two or four-player, not three, not five, but two or four-player. Right. So kind of even. I can't remember what Star teams. Wars is. Star Wars we haven't touched in a very long time. All right. Uh, that's it for us. Please follow us on our social media at Cardboard Podcast on Twitter and at Cardboard Podcast on Instagram. Um, leave a review, leave a like, leave a comment, rate us, subscribe, uh, rate and review. Yes, yeah, wherever subscribe you can. If you haven't, if you just pick this out of a pile of uh, episodes and and uh, you kind of like it, please subscribe, listen, tell your friends. Yes. All of them. Say, hey, I listened to a thing. Yeah. And send them the link, too. Yeah. Yeah, send them the link. Send them the link. Send them a, a screenshot, whatever. You can find us on YouTube as well. Uh, our, our podcast does get uploaded there. It's just our audio, but if that is a preferable place to listen, there you go. Question of the week. What's the question of the week, Devon? Let's start this. Let's. Uh, you know what? I'm adding it to our episode overview. All right. Question of the week. Question of the week. How long was your first game of Risk? Oh, okay. So, assuming you've played Risk, how long was your first game? How long did that go? What? Well, Devon, your yes. first game of Risk. That was an eight-hour Are you game. serious, actually? Yes. Wow. That is a that's a but long that's game. That's mostly because we didn't understand the rules of the reading. Was that with thing. me? That wasn't with me though. No. No, I don't think so. I no, don't think I've it. ever played an eight-hour game. I think I would. I, I'd say we. I've probably had with you guys maybe a four or five-hour game. I know we've done sleepovers where we continued in the morning. Yeah. So maybe it was even longer. But uh, yeah, I remember that being like probably the longest game. I've played four or five hours, yeah. So yeah, yep. what was the longest game of Risk you ever played? Uh, mention us on Twitter with the answer to that. Answer on Instagram or 
you know, give us a phone call and let us know. Yeah. I mean, if you, are if you friends, already know our if number. If you already know our numbers. We're not going to post our numbers. Yet. Not, not yet. <laughs> we get an exclusive not cardboard till... hotline. Not... <laughs> Leave us a message. It's the 900 number. <laughs> $20 a minute. <laughs> oh, I went 20 All right, $8 a minute. All right, that's all we have for you uh, today. We'll talk to you next week. Stay safe, stay smart, and stay frosty. We should come up with a catchphrase. Sam was right. We need a that was right. Yeah, we should come up with a catchphrase is the catchphrase. Oh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We should come up with a catchphrase. Bye. Okay. That was good. Yeah. Good enough. Good enough.